0: Jesus said to them again, "'Peace be with you, as the Father has sent me, so I send you.' And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, "'Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained.' Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples said to him, "'We have seen the Lord.' But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger into the nail marks and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now a week later, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, although the doors were locked, and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. And see my hands, and bring your hand and put it into my side, and do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book. But these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through this belief you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, as I mentioned at the beginning of Mass, today is Divine Mercy Sunday. And St. Faustina Kowalska was this Polish nun who received this private revelation. And Jesus spoke to her about his divine mercy. And I'm just going to read a few of the things that he said to her that were recorded in her diary. Jesus said, Tell my priests that hardened sinners will repent on hearing their words when they speak about my unfathomable mercy, about the compassion I have for them in my heart. To to priests who proclaim and extol my mercy, I will give wondrous power. I will anoint their words and touch the hearts of those to whom they will speak. So that's why I like to talk about divine mercy. He goes on, proclaim that mercy is the greatest attribute of God. All the works of my hands are crowned with mercy. So the church recognized this private revelation as worthy of belief especially when they decided to canonize St. Faustina, as I said, in the year 2000. And John Paul II, who would have known about her being from Poland himself and was around more or less at the same time. She would have been older, but he would have certainly heard about St. Faustina and Divine Mercy being from Krakow just as she was. And so he... In answer to Jesus' plea, really, proclaimed the second Sunday of Easter, which is today, to be Divine Mercy Sunday for the universal church. So that's why we have this now, because Jesus asked for it. And the church has recognized that as worthy of belief. And not only worthy of belief, but wanted to institute this second Sunday of Easter for the, for the universal church as Divine Mercy Sunday. So, many of you are probably familiar with this image now that has the rays emanating from his heart. And what's also very beautiful, it's a little detail, but his left hand is even pulling away a little bit his robe, which is a way of saying, I want to expose my heart. I want you to know my heart and my love for you. And the red rays represent the Eucharist, his blood. In the blue, the waters of baptism. So this is the the fount, if you will, of sacramental life in the church. His heart. His pierced side. Let me read something else. Speaking of his heart, he said to St. Faustina, My heart overflows with great mercy for souls, and especially for poor sinners. If only they could understand that I am the best of fathers to them, and that it is for them that the blood and water flowed from my heart as from a fount overflowing with mercy. For them, I dwell in the tabernacle as king of mercy. Isn't that awesome? So I think many of us grew up fearing God and having priests and CCD teachers and parents, teachers talking to us about the justice of God and the commandments of God and the wrath of God and the anger of God. You know, they wanted to instill the fear of God in us. Well, that's really not what Jesus is trying to do here, okay? That's really not the true spirit of the gospel. He doesn't like to resort to that kind of Of behavior. Listen to this. I cannot punish even the greatest sinner if he makes an appeal to my compassion, but on the contrary, I justify him in my unfathomable and inscrutable mercy. Right. Before I come as a just judge, I first open wide the door of my mercy. He who refuses to pass through the door of my mercy must pass through the door of my justice. But that's not what he prefers. He much rather would receive us with a contrite spirit, with repentance, and he forgives. And not only does he forgive, but here's the amazing thing about his mercy. He wipes away the effects of that sin. And he restores us. He restores us completely as his sons and daughters. If you recall the story of the the parable of the prodigal son, when the son finally comes to his senses and starts his way back home, the father catches sight of him, he goes out, and as soon as he hears that his son is sorry... What does he do? He snaps his fingers, calls his servants out, and what do they do? They put on the ring, the new ring, the new robe, the new sandals. Why does he do that? What's the point? That the Father restores our dignity completely, totally. So we don't lose anything, which is certainly not the way the world thinks, And that's not a normal, if you will, or a natural kind of response. What's the natural response? It's what the Jews practiced. Eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, right? That's how we would typically feel, and that's what we would want when somebody offends us. We want them to hurt the same way that we hurt, right? But that's not how our Lord Jesus treats us. He said on Good Friday, "Right, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do." So he like makes excuses for us, and he wants us to experience his compassion, his understanding, because he knows better than we do why we sin. Because we're all wounded. We've all been wounded by sin, original sin. But then, as we go through life, people sin against us and and we get hurt and that sin leaves its mark but that's not how Jesus defines you that's not your identity notice in today's gospel Jesus kept his wounds in his resurrected glorified body our Lord Jesus even in heaven hung on to his wounds it's a guy thing, ladies. I don't know. What else can I say? Guys like to brag about their scars. Women try to cover them up. Guys brag about them. What can I say? So Jesus, being a man, brags about his wounds, his scars. Because they're full of love and compassion now. They're not full of justice or shame or condemnation. They're full of mercy. Mercy. But we need him to touch our wounds with his wounds. And that's how we can be healed. No doubt we all get triggered. Or we have that saying, you know, he knows how to push my buttons. Well, what is what what are those buttons but our wounds, right? We get triggered and we react from a place that's hurt. And then what do we do? We end up hurting other people, right? And it becomes a vicious cycle if we don't invite divine mercy to come in there and to bring healing, not just forgiveness, but genuine healing. And what heals, it's it's his love. Because why were we hurt in the first place? There was a lack of love. There may have been real abuse, but also a, a lack of love, a neglect that you experienced. And so the Lord wants to go to those places because he's outside of time. And he was there, but we probably weren't aware of his presence. But through prayer now, through the Holy Spirit, we can invite him into those places where we were hurt. Or where we hurt other people and where we need forgiveness. Forgiveness. And he takes care of it. He wipes it away. Today, there's a special grace that Jesus talked about in, his, in the diary. St. Faustina records these words of Jesus. That he's basically today, as we receive Holy Communion, he is taking away all of our sins and even the punishment due to those sins. So it's like a second baptism. So it's not an indulgence that the church has spelled out, although there's that too if you've been praying the novena for divine mercy and going, you know, go to confession and pray for the Pope and so on. But Jesus is even being more generous today as he said to St. Faustina that he'll forgive all your sins today as you receive Holy Communion and any punishment Do for those sins. In other words, whatever damage was done because of your sins, either to you or to other people, He's going to repair the damage today for you. Can I get an amen to that? How good is God? How good is God? So we thank Him today for this mercy. Let me just close with another quote here. What joy fills my heart when you return to me. Because you are weak, I take you in my arms and carry you to the home of my father and your father, our father. So again, he does the heavy lifting. All we have to do is approach him in faith today. So as you receive Holy Communion, say, Jesus, please forgive me. Please forgive all my sins and repair all the damage that was done because of my sins or because of the sins of other people who hurt me. Repair that damage today through your divine mercy. Jesus, I trust in you. Can we all say that together? Jesus, I trust in you. Amen.